0: video. I was going to ask what filter they used. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I had a couple of quick announcements uh, of my own. As you know, um, we're planting Roots Church out of Jericho Road Church, and uh, we've got a busy spring and summer lineup happening. Uh, Tonight, uh, our group is hosting its second Parents' Night Out, and we've already been getting quite the response from the neighborhood, so we're very excited about having some neighborhood kids uh, this time to hang out with. Uh, that's happening tonight at the Corner Building, which uh, sits on the corner of Muskegon and 3rd Street uh, from 3 to 6. That's open to you guys too. If you've uh, won a, a few hours without the kids, bring the kids over and, and we're just going to have fun. We, we, we'll do dinner, we've got movie, we got games, we got all kinds of stuff happening. So... Uh, that's happening tonight, and then I would also put on your calendars, uh, May 14th, Saturday, May 14th, 7 o'clock p.m., we are hosting a worship night there at the corner building as well, and we've got a, uh, a music group coming in to uh, sing and worship, and we'll do prayer and, and worship together, and it's just a, a, a free concert for the neighborhood, uh, but y'all are invited to that as well. Um, that is May the 14th. Which is also the day before Mother's Day, gentlemen. Mother's Day is just a couple weeks away. Heads up. Uh next Sunday, Mother's Day, the weekend before. See? This is why we this is why we we we, we look out for one another. Shoot, I got make a I gotta make a note here for after church. Has nothing to do with what we were just talking about. Uh, Make a little note. All right. Um, Anyway, concert is May 14th. That I'm sure of. That I'm sure of. Um, And we'll uh, post some things uh, as that gets closer as, as well. But mark that on your calendars. We'd love to have you come and be a part of that night as well. All right. The message today At the request of several of you, I have my clock up here with me this morning, um, and I've been given a hard cutoff of 1105, so those of you with my phone number, you have my permission at 11 o'clock if I haven't landed this thing to start blowing up my phone with text messages reminding me of what time it is. But we are going to continue in our one another series this morning. Uh, Today we're going to be talking specifically about... Praying for one another. Uh, and the passage that we're going to be looking at comes from James chapter 5, verse 16. Uh, if you want to get your Bibles out or your app up uh, and get turned there. Uh, before we dive into it, though, I thought it would be good uh, because when we're, when we're talking about a small passage like this, I like to read a little bit bigger chunk of the scripture. I think it's good to do that so you've got some context to go along with the verse that we're talking about So I want to read the whole passage, which starts back at verse 13 and goes through verse 20. And if you're able, I'd love for you to stand as I read uh, God's word for us this morning. I am reading out of uh, the ESV version, if you were wondering. Uh, The reason for that is because we're doing this one another series, and the ESV uses the words one another. Uh, ...instead of each other or something else. And we pastors, like our creativity, everything has to line up. So I had to use a translation that uses one another since we're in the one another series. Make sense? All right. Is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing praise. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him. Anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord... and for 3 years and 6 months it did not rain on the earth then he prayed again and heaven gave rain and the earth bore its fruit my brothers if any one among you wanders from the truth and something someone brings him back let him know that whoever brings him whoever brings back a sinner from his wandering will save his soul from death and will cover a multitude of sins you may be seated so this whole passage is about prayer, about the importance of prayer, about what to pray for, about when to pray, about how to pray. But we are going to look specifically at James uh, chapter 5, verse 16, which says, Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another, pray for one another, that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. So we have this call to confess to one another, which we've already talked about. If you missed that message, go back onto our website. You can can listen to that one. Jim talked on confessing our sins to one another. But we're also called to pray for one another. Prayer uh, Prayer is an amazing thing, right? I mean, prayer is we have direct access to God through prayer. We have direct access to, to the one responsible for the creation of the universe. We have direct access to the one responsible for the design of human beings, our body, our, our minds, the female mind. Like how amazing of a structure is that? This guy designed it. The intricacies of the universe, the stars and the rolling thunder and the sky and the storms and the mountains that we sung about this morning. God designed all those things and we have direct access through prayer to talk to him whenever we want to, to ask him whatever we want to, to argue with him over whatever we want to. Not only do we have permission, God desires for us to be doing that. He yearns for us to be doing that. Paul in Scripture talks about praying without ceasing. Brother Lawrence, uh, uh, an incredibly spiritual man and author of of a number of books, talks about being in the constant presence of God. And this guy's a monk, and it took him 15 years living in a monastery to get there. But he talks about being in the constant presence of God. Of God and prayer is the way we do that. At the same time, if I've got a a problem with my laptop and I've got a Mac and I try to call into customer service, when I finally do get someone on the phone, the person that I get is six levels beneath anybody who has the ability or the knowledge to actually answer my question or fix my problem. But I've got direct access to God. And it's amazing. And in spite of that, though, I am convinced that prayer is one of our most underutilized forms of spiritual formation within the, within the church that we have. We just don't pray like we should. And there's all kinds of reasons for it. You know, uh, we have all kinds of excuses why we don't pray more. We, we get busy, and we forget to pray. We've got long agendas, lists of things that need to, be, to get done, and, and so we just get right into doing them. Many times we don't know what to pray or, or how to pray. Many times we feel like we've given up on prayer. We feel like we've been praying, and God hasn't been answering, and so we've given up and, and decided to... Uh, Go at ourselves, we're going to be self-fixers. Whatever the reason, there's a multitude of reasons why we don't pray. And it just, it blows my mind, and I'm pointing finger at myself this morning, that when we really think about the blessing that prayer is in our life, why we don't spend more time in it, I get a little embarrassed of myself why we don't spend more time in prayer. And so today I want to talk about prayer. And I know we've done series on prayer, and I know we've talked about prayer a lot, and I think it's appropriate that on a Sunday morning uh, that we're going to be talking about prayer. We've already prayed three times as a church together. That's pretty awesome. Prayer is an important thing here at Jericho Road. Uh, But I don't think it's something that we can talk too much about. So I'm going to talk a little bit more about it this morning. So before we get to why it's so important that we pray together, that we pray for one another. I want to talk a little bit more about prayer in general. Specifically, I want to start this morning with what we're praying for. Are we praying for God's will or are we praying for our will? You see, prayer is all about God's heart. It's all about God's will. And it's all about God's provision for our best interest. It's all about God's heart. It's all about God's will. And it's all about God's provision. That's what prayer is about. Everything that we do, everything that God calls us into, whether it's prayer, whether it's scripture, whether it's meditation, whether it's dwelling in the spirit, whatever it is, whatever God is calling us into, its purpose is to draw us closer to him. Its purpose is to draw us closer to Christ, to become more Christ-like. And so prayer is all about God's heart, it's all about his will, and it's all about his provision. My big idea this morning, and and I was going to close with this, but I'm going to share it with you now, and I'm going to share it with you throughout my my talk this morning, is that God cares more about you than he does about your circumstances. I'm going to say that again because it sounds a little funny. God cares more about you than he does about your circumstances. And that doesn't mean that God doesn't care about your circumstances. That doesn't mean that God doesn't care about the things that you're going through. But God cares more about you eternally, your heart, mind, body, soul, then he cares about the circumstances that you're going through. And that's an important perspective to have. God has an eternal perspective. And he's thinking about us in eternal ways. And his plan is eternal. We tend to have much shorter perspectives. We we tend to our perspective tends to birth to, to death is is About as long as our perspectives tend to be. More often than not, our perspectives tend to be today or the next few hours. Maybe the next week or month. But a lot of times our perspective, if we're honest, is is just today, isn't it? Get me through today. But God cares more about us than he cares about our circumstances. So let's start with God's heart. Psalm chapter 37, verse 4 and 5 says, Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord, trust in him, and he will act. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. That sounds pretty straightforward, doesn't it? If I reword that, if your desire is for God, then God will give you what you desire. That almost seems unfair, doesn't it? <laughs> if you want what I want you to want, then I will give you what it is that you want. What does that tell you? It tells me that our desire ought to be in line with the Lord's. It tells me that if my desire is outside of what the Lord's heart is... ...then there may be a reason that God's not answering my prayer. The prayer of a righteous person... No, nope, excuse me, I have the wrong, wrong verse. Commit your way to the Lord, trust in Him, and He will act... When our desire is in line with God's desire, Scripture tells us that our God is a God of action. He'll answer our prayer. So when we pray, are we praying with God's heart, or are we praying with our own? The next thing is God's will. John chapter 6, verse 38 says this, for I have come down, this is Jesus speaking, I have come down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. Jesus in his whole time here on earth was focused, his sole focus was on the will of the Father. Everything he did, everything he said, every miracle he performed, every situation he found himself in was all pointed towards the will of the Father. Jesus was more concerned about his Father's will than he was about his own will. And if Jesus wasn't so focused on God's will, if he wasn't willing to step into the trenches, to dwell in the pits of despair, to be rejected, to go through pain and suffering because it was the Father's will, then the Father wouldn't have been able to use him. If we're not more focused on the will of God than we are on our own will, God won't be able to use us. In fact, Scripture tells us that we can't do anything apart from God. And so when we pray, whose will are we focused on? Are we focused on God's will? Are we focused on our own? Finally, God's provision. 1 John chapter 5, verses 14 and 15 says this, And this is the confidence that we have toward him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the requests that we have asked of him. Man, if that doesn't give you confidence in what you're praying for. Let me rephrase that. When you pray in accordance with God's will, we know that we already have what it is that we're praying for. You can already claim it. It is yours. That's the power of prayer when it's it's exercised within the heart and the will of God. Scripture tells us that you can have what it is that you're praying for when what you're praying for is in line with the will of God. Not only can you have it, you've already got it. It's yours. You just have to claim it. What are we praying for? The next thing I want to talk about is why we're praying for it. This deals with God's response to the situation that we find ourselves in that we're praying around versus our response to the situation that we find ourselves in that we're praying around. God's response or our response? Which is it? Often when we pray, we tend to be focused on... The problem that we're facing, don't we? And when we pray, we're focused on asking for either a solution or uh, a removal of whatever that problem or situation is. We're, we're, We're praying for... A solution. We're praying for an obstacle to be removed. We're praying for if we're sick, we're praying for healing. If we're facing a dilemma, we're praying for an answer. If we've got a difficult boss, we're praying for his removal. Um, You know, whatever it is. If we're if we're broke and out of money, we're praying for for money to be sent. If we're out of a job, we're praying for a new job to be offered. We're praying for whatever this problem that we're facing. To just be answered and removed. How often when we pray or before we pray, do we seek out what God's response is to the situation that we're facing? Any of you remember the 90s? I know some of you here are too young for the 90s. Others of us... Don't want to claim how old we were in the 90s. But there were these things that were pretty popular in the 90s. You saw them all the way up people's arms. These what would Jesus do bracelets, right? Little fabric bracelets that said WWJD, what would Jesus do? And it was this crazy fad there, you know. If you went to a church camp in the 90s, you had 100 of those things. And you wore them with pride, for better or worse. Because then you were caught smoking in the boys' bathroom with your, what would Jesus do, bracelets on. But the heart was, was right. Like, are we seeking out what God's response to this situation is? Because what God desires more than anything is for you and I to become more like Christ. What God desires more than anything is for us to become more reliant on him. What God desires more than anything is for us to draw closer and closer and closer to his presence. To become more and more and more like Christ. And so he'll do that in several different ways. He'll use several different means to do that. He will... He will expose our sins. He will strengthen our faith. And he will build on our character. And sometimes that means walking through difficult, trying, painful, messy times. And it doesn't mean that God's not in work at that in that situation. And sometimes God does want to remove that situation. And so again, I'm not... Telling you that praying for those answers is a bad thing. But have we spent time praying for what God's response to it is? First. John chapter 16 verse 7 and 8 talks about exposing our sins. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. This is Jesus speaking To his disciples, it is to your advantage that I go away. He's talking about a time uh, when he's been crucified and has risen and has gone back to heaven. It's, It's in your advantage that I do this. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. He's talking about the Holy Spirit here. But if I go, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. Sometimes what God is trying to do in a situation is fix something that is out of alignment in us. Righteousness is right standing with God, and sometimes we've gotten out of right standing with God. A lot of times we find ourselves in that situation. And so in a lot of situations we may find us in find ourselves in, there may be something that God is trying to get right with us and Him first, before He's ready to provide an answer or a way out of whatever situation it is that we find ourselves in. Now, Scripture tells us that sin isn't always the cause for the situation, but sometimes it is. That's the reality of it. Sometimes there are things that are in the way that have come in between us and God that need to be removed so that we can be right with God again before we may see the answers that we're searching for or before we'll even really understand what the, the true answers that we desire are. we got to get right with God. God also uses situations in our lives to strengthen our faith. Isaiah chapter 41 verse 10 says, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Sometimes God just needs to build our faith a little bit. Sometimes there's something that God is wanting to use us for, but he's got to prepare us a little bit before we're ready. I know most of us would like to think we're ready for anything at any time. I like to think that about myself. I can do anything. Just bring it on. I'm ready. Until you bring it on and then I find out how not ready I actually am. God has a plan for each and every one of us here this morning. He has a purpose for each and every one of us here this morning. He has something that he's calling each and every one of us to this morning. But the truth is, we may not quite be ready for it yet. And so, in the situation that you find yourself in, is God trying to prepare you for something bigger that he has down the road? Is God trying to build your strength? Is God trying to build your endurance? Is God trying to walk you through something that you're going to have to, that he wants you to help someone else behind you walk through? Are you willing to walk through whatever that situation is so that God is able to use you in that way down the road? Sometimes God is trying to build our faith, to strengthen our faith, so that he can use us for more and more and more. God also will use situations within our lives to help build our character. Romans chapter 8, verse 29 says, For those whom he foreknew he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. I already said that one of God's greatest desires, God's greatest desire is that we become more like Christ. Here in the church, we call that the process of sanctification, and it's a lifelong process where we draw closer and closer to God and become more and more Christ-like. And so sometimes the things that we have to walk through in life help form us and shape us to be more Christ-like when we rely on God's will to get us through those situations. Sometimes the things that God is walking us through And believe me, God is walking us through them, regardless of how much it may feel like God is not there. God is right smack dab in the middle of it. Scripture gives us that truth as well, that God is always with us. He's never apart from you. And that thing that God may be walking you through might just be the thing that is going to make you more Christ-like when you come out of it. How many of us here this morning wouldn't mind being a little bit more Christ-like? And so do we have the trust and the faith to continue to walk with God through whatever that is? God, if this is going to make me more Christ-like, then don't remove it from me. Just be with me as we walk through it together. God cares more about you than he does about the circumstances that you find yourself in. Okay, we're supposed to talk about praying together. With six minutes left, we're going to do that. Why is it important that we pray together? It's so important that we pray together. It's important that we pray alone. It's important that we have our one-on-one time with God But it's also so critical and it's evidenced throughout Scripture that it's important that we pray together too. That we pray for one another. That we pray in community with each other. We have the opportunity through prayer with one another to be passionate intercessors. Between our brothers and sisters in Christ and God the Father. Praying together builds strong community. Praying together builds strong community. In Acts chapter two, verse forty-two, says, "And they devoted themselves." This is talking about the disciples. This is the early church. Here, we point to this verse so often as the depiction of what church and what discipleship should look like. And right smack dab in the middle of it, it says, And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, that's the gospel of Christ, and to fellowship and to the breaking of bread they ate together, and to what? Praying together. They devoted themselves to the gospel of Christ, to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. The disciples prayed together. Why? Because it drew them closer together. When you pray, you are in the direct presence of God. And our God is a relational God. He's a Trinitarian God. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. God is about relationships. And when you pray with someone else, that does something to the relationship that you have with that other person. The disciples knew how important it was to pray together. They knew what that did within the church. They knew what that did within the body. And so they devoted themselves to praying with one another. Because praying together builds strong community together. That's why we pray together so much as a church here. Praying together also gives us the opportunity to bear each other's burdens.